Banking with Life highlights. You know, math is math. Like, if I've seen a policy illustration, I don't ask for them. The guy paid 97% to the PUA. Mm. So this idea that you can only do 90-10 is a lie, okay? You're going up to the limit on those particular companies that they promote. You know, I'm, I was told this week, and I don't know that it's true, I don't know I have a chance to share it with you, that uh, one of those companies, as of the fourth quarter of last year, policies issued from that point forward can't have a first-year loan. Really? Well, now that's unverified, so I probably shouldn't say it. I should get so it So you verified. can build all that cash value? You can't borrow against it, though? For the first year. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that that, that 90-10 might be Which a is limit. Which na- is the natural extension of that, right? <laughs> it's like if a company's going to let you do all that, you know, they can let you do it as long as you can't get to the money. <laughs> right. And then as long as you have to qualify in year two or three to continue that got off a ratio, right? So there's no question that the math is math. 90 is bigger than 60, you know, a 60-40 split. And whoever said that was right, just because Nelson did it, is that does that mean that's the only way to do it? He only illustrated four years of premium payments and right. equipment financing, number one. And the people that say, oh, that's how you do it. Either they don't have any clients or don't have any, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, their marketing's not working out for them. <laughs> so they have to sell their client a new policy every four years, yeah. right? Because somebody's got to get paid, right? Or they don't know what's going on in that illustration. Or, and or, probably cumulative, and they don't know what's going on today mm-hmm. in life insurance. But I'm, so my point is this, that is 90 bigger than 60? I mean, come on, yes. And so why, why do you want to compare, you know, 90, uh, 10 to 60, 40, like that's the only comparison. Right. And and it and it applies to everybody. If you're 20, 25, 30, 50, or 60. Um anywho. I, I go through this with people. You know, the trade-off is for a given total <laughs> annual premium number, right? So we have a certain amount of premium being paid to all the components, base term, PUA in a given year, you know, certain number. The more of that number that goes to base, the higher the long-term cash values, death benefits, what? and dividends will be. What? Wait a minute. So if that's true, and it is, you mean, so people that are buying into this fallacious, erroneous idea that 90-10, or as I experienced earlier, and this wasn't the only time I've seen this, I've said it many times, you can go to 99-1, to the PUA mm-hmm. and 1% to the base with legitimate life insurance companies. Okay, so if you can do that, and I'm squeezing down the most powerful component of a life insurance policy in the latter years. The further out you go, the more powerful that base premium is. So I want to squeeze that down to the bare minimum. That doesn't even make sense. You go to restaurants today and they're understaffed. Everywhere you go today is understaffed. Why? I don't know. We all hear the narrative, well, unemployment is, you know, way too high. And then all the all the governmental programs that they're coming out with, where somebody can stay at home and make you know the equivalent of fifteen dollars an hour plus get two years of free healthcare. What's the incentive, There's, right? Well, if you don't understand what the incentive of applied knowledge and work and effort and the reward that brings, well, that may be appealing. Let me stay at home and I can earn fifteen or twenty twenty five thousand dollars a year. Well, that 
but you will never experience the rewards of being productive and, and participating in capitalism. And how can you? The future is unknown until you do it and experience it. So I'm, I'm just saying that we have forgotten how to be free. Mm-hmm. And we have, um, we don't, if we forget how to be free, then how can we, uh, you know, perceive or uh, project the possibility or the results of being free and applied is very difficult is what I'm saying. Um, Where if we go through this hardship, whatever it is, we all have hardships, you know, in learning and education or application of a trade or whatever it may be. But why do you go through all that? Why do you go without? Why do you, you know, endure these hard times? It's because of what we become. It's It's because of what we become going through that journey mm-hmm. and the freedom and all of the fruits of freedom. Exactly. Um, and I and I think the infinite banking concept is is actually um, and literally Austrian economics at the UND mm-hmm. level, right? I don't have to be dependent upon a market, any market which I cannot control, whether it's a real estate market, interest rate market, Bitcoin, digital. And it, it's, you know, and it's one of those things like, again, it's a it's a foundational component. I still have all the other stuff. I still have, you know, I still have the 401k. I still have, you know, the Roth account. I have, I still invest in the stock market. I still invest in the real estate, you know, but those aren't my foundations. Mm-hmm. My foundations are, is, is one of the, is this concept and being yeah. able to leverage this. And I think that's one of those things like, you know, I have friends that are really worried about different things because they aren't set up the same way. They have an opportunity. They do. They do. Capital attracts opportunity. All of all of the schools of thought, the the monetary schools of thought, Washington, especially Wall Street, say and they act like, oh wait, we're going to create this opportunity, i.e., this this god awful financial product that we created. And juiced it up, makes it look really good and very sellable. And we got all the illustrations and examples <laughs> of how great this opportunity is. And then we'll put it out to the market and it will attract capital. Yeah. It's bass backwards. Yes. Right. And I'm just telling you, I learned it from Nelson. I heard it, didn't see it. But the more capital you have, the more opportunities show up. And I'm telling you, it will improve your ability to recognize an opportunity, which then makes it very easy to spot the noise and to walk away from the noise, this FOMO, fear of missing out. You're Mm -hmm. not going to miss out anything if you properly structure a policy. And then James, and there's some of these comments, you know, you hear, what is properly structured? It is not a 90-10 policy. It is not an 85-15 policy. It is not starting from a percentage to the base and to the PUA. That is not a proper structure. Once you have a proper structure based on your abilities, your experience, where you're at, where you want to go, then you can determine what the ratios are. No kidding. It's not, we're not still not getting above third grade math. <laughs> to figure out a ratio that is not where you start. I'm just saying 
Um, I've seen some of your older presentations and things where, you know, you talk about the lies of the 401k. And I think, you know, I did wake up to that lie or, you know, many years ago after, after contributing to one for, for a long time and still have some money in it. Um, I did take advantage of the opportunity to take a lot out last year to pick out every dollar I could, um, you know, under the, the CARES Act because I wanted to. And I was like, I need to get this out from under the, um, you know, hold of the government. And, you know, I still have money in there. But, you know, when you're 20, 59 and a half seems a long way away. When you're 50, 59 <laughs> doesn't seem so bad anymore. So it'll be here before I know it. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, fine. I'll, you know, I don't, I don't need that money. It's hidden. I guess it's, I can consider it, you know, backup money if it's there. And if I really, really need it, I can get at it. Um, but not without penalty and not without penalty for the last many years. And there's again, only that short window where you can take it out. And then you, I know my dad even told me, you know, when he turned 71, he was like, I don't want that money out. And he had to take it. And I think that part of just how much control you give away of your money and and I think but if you don't know where else to put it like it's better than putting it nowhere it's right it's better right. better to have saved it in a bad place than to have never saved it and you know for many years I didn't save there and I didn't have a life insurance policy that I was funding so you know in, in, for those years in between when I didn't know better or didn't know that this existed you know I didn't I probably wasn't the best steward of my money in those times but I just didn't know I knew I where I didn't want to put it so I invested in my businesses I invested in myself but I wasn't using every tool that was out there and so I think that's why whole life and understanding just the short-term benefits of it, the long-term benefits of it. And, you know, it does take time, like you say, you know, it takes time to build these policies to a place where it will provide the things that will provide, but that time is going to go by anyways. You know, I'll, I'll be, you know, every year passes and you get closer and closer to the, you know, the performance that you see on the illustrations. And like you say, it will probably even potentially outperform that. But if nothing else, there's at least the guarantees of what is there and what I've contributed in the tool, how I can use it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what can you do? What can any of us do? What can each of us do in a 10 year time period with the yeah. capital that you do have access to? Oh my gosh, the, there's the only limit is between your ears. That's yeah. it. So, yeah. um, and I agree that we this is a habit that we should all have is saving money somewhere, understanding the difference between saving mm -hmm. and investing. Yeah, and then, that's true too. Yep. And then recognizing that the best investment is you. The mm -hmm. best investment that is you, your health, your intelligence, your knowledge, you, right? Yeah. You talk to a client, it's like James, you very you know. Often there's skepticism up front. I get that. You should be skeptical. No problem with that. Um, I had a great conversation with a, a client. We're like, coming up on his second year premium. Right. His second year premium. He had already had a policy. I'm like, you need to keep that. Are you sure? Yes. And, and he, since in his first year, his first year is not even up. Okay. He's taking over two mortgages, and he's fixing to take over a third mortgage on an apartment complex. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I don't, his words, I don't see how these people get hung up on these trivial points that they try to make. 
mm-hmm. the illustration, dividend this, dividend that, guaranteed interest rate, whatever, whatever. I mean, how powerful is that? Oh, but wait. Before you take over that second mortgage or the third mortgage on an apartment complex, James, should I expand my system? I think I should. What do you think? No question. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. Here's how. Mm-hmm. You should do it. I mean, you could take over the mortgage. You could pay off debt anytime. I mean, if you have the means, right? Yeah. Okay. You only have an annual basis to pay a premium. So mm-hmm. earlier, prioritizing cash flows. Premium first. Premium, premium, premium. Outranks uh, loan repayments. All right, and I'm not saying, oh, PUA premium or ba- premium. Mm-hmm. Every check you write to the life insurance company is either a premium or a loan repayment. Premium has priority over loan repayments. That's general. Mm-hmm. But now if you don't have any discipline and you let that loan grow uncontrolled, then you're not being an honest banker. I'm driving on a major street. I'm heading west. And there's a, I, I, without knowing the city dynamics very well um, for the listeners, but I, I, I know tenths of a mile because I drive these streets all the time. I'm about eight tenths of a mile from when I cross a railroad track to the next major intersection. And right as I'm crossing the railroad ties or the railroad tracks, I call my life insurance company because I'm getting ready to come here. I have, I'm help, I'm helping my mom manage um, a home renovation to our childhood home so we can sell it. And I had already written a check and it was already in snail mail to the contractor for $10,500. So I called my insurance company. I think it was option two or three. I get usually one of three people because I wear them out too when I'm, <laughs> I make PUA uh, payments. Like I wear them out. You know, I, I, I sold a bicycle like uh, that I bought for $800 three years ago because again, because of importing and import prices and such, I sold it for almost $1,200. So I made, you know, $400 there extra. So what did I do? I took that cash. I immediately go to the credit union and then I immediately make a phone call to the life insurance company. It's like, get it in there and get it working. I don't want this money just sitting idle. So I call the insurance company. Uh, I think his name's Kevin. Kevin answers. And I was like, Kevin, I need a, uh, I need a, I need a policy loan Do all the verification stuff of who I am. Here's your max loan amount. How much would you like? I need $10,500. Okay. Would you like that ACH to the same uh, bank account that where your premium comes from? Yes, sir. And end a phone call and haven't even reached that next intersection, you know, that next major intersection. So that took about two and a half minutes. No, what are you using it for? Um, you know, our, our calendar is kind of booked. We, you know, the loan officer doesn't have any time for you until next Thursday mm. and that, you know, to go through their underwriting. So yeah. one, my money, my control, my bank, and speed. And there, there was, it was done in two and a half to three minutes and the transaction was in process and that, and that was it. So when you're talking about stress relief, (laughs) um, or, you know, fill in the blank with whatever that's control. That is control. It is. Had a guy contact us last year. Excuse me. He's like, James, my grandfather retired as the number one New York life agent in history. He retired. The individual who called you was himself older. Yes, so he was in his, his 70s. grandfather. So this is someone, this is a. And the guy sent me the letters that I'm referencing right I now. Oh, yeah, you show me. 1927, he's got a letter from the president of New York Life because the agent's retiring and he's moving from New York or wherever he was on the East Coast 
to the West Coast, California. And the president of New York Life addresses the president at the time of Bank of America. By name, one president of a life insurance company to the president of another bank and the origins of of uh, Bank of America are, are really noble origins if you go back. All right. Okay. And the letter says, give this, he's the greatest ever New York life. He's got blah, 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 blah. Been in business a lot Give this man a $1 million line of credit on his word if he so desires. 1927. Okay. Now the individual that calls me his grandson <clears throat> is like, wow, this infinite banking thing is really good. And I'm in a mentoring group with about 12 other really sharp individuals that do all kinds of real estate investments and all of these other things. And we like to vet things with each other, you know, to keep ourselves honest and keep ourselves from making a, you know, terrible decisions, which I agree with a mastermind and mentoring group. And so, you know, I explain what he could do, what could be done. And he explains to me what he wants to do. And so we create a solution, right? <clears throat> and then um, right before implementation, you know, he sends me an email and he compares, and this guy's doing real estate, going through the tax code, where currently if the proposed tax changes in real estate take effect, he's going to lose his Yahoo Mm. substantially and I'm not saying it, it will or it won't you know happen um, he sends me a comparison of gold in 1927 I remember this and the comparison of gold what gold has done from 1927 to 2020 and he can to compare that with life insurance at his age of 70 based on 19 or 2020 and projecting them out and saying that like this is an equal comparison and then of course he questions my integrity which set me off right <laughs> because you know he and his siblings and his parents squandered the grandfather's wealth squandered it and now your group of 12 can't help you <laughs> right? to the extent in which you need help. It would be another group of 12. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, that's a warning. Don't wait to make good financial decisions, right? Don't rely on pseudo experts, mm. right? God gave you the ability to read and write and think, right? I mean, reasoning is what separates the creatures from man. Yeah. And so my encouragement is to be an example. Mr. Nebri, I don't even think I ever owned a briefcase. <laughs> when I had an idea for the banking concept, I took off the office depot and bought me a brand new silver briefcase. <laughs> and I got and I have some valuable stuff in there. What you, you have what you got in there? Oh, I have the whole contract in there for one thing. I have that last car purchase contract in there. I have my um my codes and IDs in there for pulling up my account. I have uh different definitions of words that I hit people with. You still have to write a lot of them. I don't need it anyway, because just like uh the saying one time you say success is a progressive realization of a worthy idea. And I have uh a lot of sayings in there, like people say. Um, I've been running all day and I've been doing all day and I'm working late in the office and working late in the office. But my question is doing what? 
Because I think if you really, really know what you're doing, it doesn't break a lot of sweat. I tell people all the time, everybody's born with a mind. Everybody's born with a brain, but nobody's born with a mind. You had to be developed. And what our mind is being financially developed in is a worthy idea of success and a progressive realization. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.